In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything, but a new creation is everything. So in today's reading from the Apostle Paul, we see that Paul's authority is again being challenged. And Paul shows us what you're supposed to do as a Christian when your authority is challenged. You don't overreact. You don't tear down others. You don't puff yourself up. As Paul puts it, may I never boast of anything except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Boasting, bragging, is one of the things that we all do, but it's so close to us that it's hard to see at times and hard to see the damage that it can do. But it's easy to see in others. There was a new kid at Nautic's basketball league who was bragging about what a great player he was. The coach put him in the game and he ran without dribbling and then he shot a shot that went over the entire backboard. Kids are transparent, we can learn a lot from them. This boy was feeling insecure about playing basketball so he boasted to get approval from others that he couldn't give himself. Now we adults do this all the time as well. We're just more sophisticated at hiding it. We hide behind boasting we hide a boast behind a complaint, for example. Ugh, I've done so many weddings this year. In church, it's so hard to keep up. That's a complaint boast. We hide boasting behind humility. Oh, I'm honored and humbled to be invited to Etchmiadzin to receive the Nersesh Norhali Award from His Holiness. That's not true. But the point is that as we get older, we learn how to hide our bragging better. But we still brag and hide our vulnerabilities in so many different ways. We make it look like our kids are perfect and our family's perfect, that we have it all together and we always know what we're doing. But the problem is this, that the more we mask and puff up who we are, the less connected we are to others around us because love and connection takes vulnerability and authenticity. And as you should know, it also ruins our relationship with God and can ruin our prayer. Remember that parable we read every Lent about the Pharisee and the tax collector and how the Pharisee brags before God and says, God, I thank you that I'm not like these other people. Thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even this tax collector. I fast twice a week and I give all a tenth of my income to the poor. This Pharisee's example of how not to be in prayer, self-righteous, boasting, and judgmental is sadly still a relevant and powerful warning 2,000 years later. But the positive example for how we want to be for a life well-lived and one of authentic love is provided by the tax collector. Remember his short and humble prayer with no pretense. He says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, as with all spiritual practices, this seems easy enough to say, 
but it's a lifelong dif- discipline to find out how to make it seep into our hearts and our lives. And that's because the problem of bragging isn't just overcompensating for our worldly insecurities, not having enough honor or status or achievements, it's overcompensating for an insecurity that's deep within our souls since the beginning. The truth is, which our Bible tells us, is we humans have always wanted to be gods rather than worship God. And therein lies the source of all our woes. Our minds, our hearts, our souls are all split and constantly in tension. We have a false self within us that says we're gods, we're entitled to more, and can never be filled. But our true self, our deepest self, knows that we're dependent on God and His love for who we are and who we're called in Him to be. And for this reason, Paul reminds us in today's epistle reading that there's only one thing of which we have a right to boast, and that is in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, very appropriate for today's feast of the Holy Cross of Varak. And that's because the cross should be a daily reminder, as we talk about all the time, that our false self, my false self, must constantly die. It must be crucified, as Paul said. It must be sacrificed to achieve a greater new life. It will never be satisfied, this false self, no matter how much we try to give it. It will go on bragging and comparing and judging and condemning because that's its very nature. And this is, I think, the meaning behind one of Jesus' toughest uh, uh, passages in the Bible that we read at the end of church on occasion. Jesus says that those who love their life will lose it, but those who hate their lives in this world will keep it for eternal life. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that we should hate life, which is a very gift from God. It means we should hate that false self, that ego, which is always trying to put us in his place. Because if we can sacrifice that false self, then Paul joyously reminds us that a new self will be offered in this place and a new creation, which is everything. And so that's why Jesus unlike the founder of any other religion in the world, does not encourage any form of sacrifice except the sacrifice of the ego, the false self. He puts it this way. The sacrifice pleasing to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. His cross is is the mysterious means of healing for all mankind because it shows us not to hide or run away from our vulnerabilities in our brokenness and our insecurity. Because where the world shuns the vulnerable and the weak, the cross was God using the door of vulnerability to enter the world and to save. God is vulnerable because God is love. And following Jesus, all of us who decide to truly love know that this makes us vulnerable as well, but it also opens up to the mighty power of the cross, which is the power of a new creation. So let's finish by joining Paul in the same pledge with which we began and let it sink into our, our daily lives and our very souls. May I never boast of anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world, for neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is anything 
but a new creation is everything, now and always, and unto the ages of ages.